More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 87. 87. And it's day 100 since Joe Biden promised not to abandon Americans. And in fact, he did. It's so sad, and actually, it happened earlier today. There was a, a DOD Pentagon spokesperson, John Kirby, asked at a press briefing, um, what, if anything, is being done to evacuate the hundreds of Americans? And he descends into this this long, ridiculous answer. They still don't know exactly how many people are there. Um, um, we just sent out a memo on Thursday. I don't have updated numbers. It may be some time before we're able to do that. Um, in terms of the numbers, in terms of how many people are there, we were told, what, two and a half weeks ago, there were hundreds of Americans. And the reason we put the memo out is to encourage them, if they have family members that they believe qualify, that we want them to come forward and then we'll merge that into an interagency effort. So I guess we can say the their answer on day 87 of Americans abandoned 100 days after Joe said he wouldn't abandon them is an interagency effort to merge information and collect data. So what, the hostages will be encouraged to come forward and contact them? How do they not know this information? I just, it just disgusts me. The whole thing is so, so repulsive. It's unbelievable. By the way, I apologize in advance. Yes, allergies. Yes, scratchy voice. Yes, I know it's annoying. I do apologize. It's annoying to me, too, in case anyone cares. Um, but this has been the worst year for allergies and for me in my life, because I've had at least four attacks like this during the course of this year and nothing that, you know, whether you take Allegra D, uh, Zyrtec, Claritin D, this D, Q, X, Y, Z, none of it seems to work. Linda's laughing because she wants to say more. What's that? What about the honey? I tried the honey. You tried the honey. The honey didn't work. What do you, when time. you say you tried the honey, what do you, what do you determine gave, as trying? No, no, no. I, this, oh, this all right. What'd you do? Take a teaspoon and call it a day? All right. Good. Let's get to the <laughs> Probably mixing it with water and salt. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you the most unbelievable thing to me. In the next hour, we're going to talk to a guy by the name of Neil Crabtree. And 
and he was working on the Keystone XL pipeline. And he knows a lot of guys that also, like him, got pink slips. And I think about every single issue that this country is now dealing with. Every one of them could have been prevented. There is an answer for every major crisis and and disaster that Biden is creating. For example, in Afghanistan, maybe I'm a little old fashioned. I don't believe in abandoning Americans behind enemy lines. I would go in and rescue them, identify them and go save them. uh, The people you said you wouldn't abandon that you abandoned on the issue of the border. How do we solve the issue at our border? Pretty simple. You go back to the stay in Mexico policy. You go back to building the wall and you end this insanity of lawlessness and aiding and abetting law breaking. And you end what used to be catch and release now is process and release. The fact that this country doesn't solve that problem stuns me because and then it it even gets worse because we give preferential treatment. If you enter this country illegally, you're not going to get a covid test. Why? Jen Psaki tells us because um, they're not going to be here very long. And then we find out about these flights in the in the dark of night into small, obscure airports like Westchester County Airport in New York or Ron DeSantis saying that they're doing the same thing and they're sending a lot of illegal immigrants to Florida, but they're dispersing people all over the country. There's not even a COVID-mandated test. There's no vaccine mandate. So so illegal immigrants get preferential treatment. Then Joe Biden, on this $450,000 for families that had separation issues, $450,000 a person. Now, when Joe was first asked by Peter Ducey about it, no, it's garbage. That's that. that dude, stop reporting that garbage. That's never going to happen. Now, Joe Biden is out there passionately, as we played for you yesterday, defending it. All of these problems, Afghanistan, preventable and we could fix it. The border, totally preventable. And we could fix that, too, by returning to these successful Trump era policies. Then you go to the issue of the economy, inflation and energy and you look at what is an unmitigated disaster now democrats have been lying to you and saying oh we're only gonna uh, if you make under four hundred thousand dollars a year by the way that's per couple it's really two hundred thousand dollars a year um you're not going to see your taxes go up that's what they've been saying the problem is their economic plan their This this marriage that they have to the new Green Deal radical socialism and the climate agenda. Joe Biden, you may not remember, he actually twice during the campaign said he would support higher gas prices. Let me play them for you back to back. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. If we don't stop using fossil fuels, we're all dead. Doing away with any subsidies for fossil fuels, number one. Number two, holding them liable for what they have done, particularly in those cases where you're underserved neighborhoods and you, you know the deal, okay? And by the way, when they don't, when they're deliberate, put them in jail. That's what I, I I'm not joking. We're going to put gas and oil officials in jail 
Now, now think about it this way. We have more energy, natural resources than the Middle East combined. We don't need Donald Trump left office and we were a net exporter of energy. Now we are begging OPEC again today. The White House admits they are pressuring OPEC to increase production. Now, if this is all about climate, one has to ask the next logical question. What difference is it if you extract the oil from the Middle East for the planet, for the impact on the planet, or you extract it from Russia, or you extract it from the United States, except that the average American is now going to have cheap energy again? Uh, Now we have a seven-year high in terms of gas prices, and that means that the poor and the middle class that Democrats claim to have this great monopoly of compassion for, they are the ones that disproportionately are impacted and suffering the most. There are estimates now that people might pay anywhere between $500 and $1,000 more this winter just to heat their home. Every time somebody fills up their gas tank, they're paying, what, $15, $20, $25, $30 more for a fill-up, depending. Every single item that is delivered to every single store that we shop at is now costing more. And, you know, even some Senate Democrats, obviously after last Tuesday, they've hit the panic button over these skyrocketing gas prices. There's a group of 11 Senate Democrats penning a letter to Joe Biden, urging him to get a handle on sky high gas prices. Now, like we could solve the Afghanistan problem that he caused by abandoning Americans, something he said he wouldn't do. And just like we can fix the crisis at the border by bringing back the Trump era policies that worked, we similarly can help the economy. This will be a twofer. You'll lower inflation because the, the, the dollar will go further if we're energy independent again. But there's no way that I see Joe Biden ever going against the radical New Green Deal socialists with their doom and gloom, you know, the sky is falling rhetoric and a return to the Trump era policies on energy independence. This was probably one of Trump's biggest accomplishments. We, When he left office, we weren't importing a single barrel of oil from Saudi Arabia or the Middle East. We were a net exporter of energy. We had cheap energy. Now we're paying about a buck fifty more a gallon on average, and it's going higher. And there are some, only 11 Senate Democrats, just 11. We agree with your recent comments at the U.N. Climate Change Conference that as the U.S. works to boost development of clean and renewable energy over the long term, but we must ensure that Americans are able to afford to fill up their cars at the pump. In the meantime, the letter reads. Now, then you go, and and this really makes my blood boil. I'll go back to where we were yesterday, and that's Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary. When she says, and when she first laughs at the idea, you know, what are you going to do to produce more oil? He said, well, I can. It's, you know, it's out of my hands, she goes on to say. Um, that is a complete lie, and that it's a global marketplace. That part is true, but it's run by the cartels, OPEC. No, it's not. We don't need OPEC. We don't need Russia. We don't need anything from any country energy-wise. All we need to do is go back to producing our own energy here in America. But she thinks it's funny. This is, listen to her laugh. 
What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC. And they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. There's a global market, but here's the problem. We were part of the global market. And Joe Biden and Jennifer Granholm going along and bowing at the altar of these new Green Deal radical socialists. Um, now, would they, they prefer begging OPEC over producing more oil. That's how insane this is. There's no way this economy will ever recover if this is their energy strategy. It is the single number one thing that we could do to get the economy back on track. And I don't think it. the Democratic Party, as radical as they are, would never admit what they did at the border is dumb. What they did in Afghanistan was morally corrupt. What they're doing with energy is completely avoidable if we produce our own energy. And as a result, we have record inflation. The wholesale prices, by the way, rose 8.6% from a year ago, their highest annual pace in records going back nearly 11 years, according to the Labor Department. Every single American life is now being upended because of, of their adherence to New Green Deal radical socialism. Every single problem is avoidable, preventable. And it's also fixable, but they don't have there is absolutely no way that I see them reversing course and adopting the Trump policies on the border, adopting the Trump policies on the economy, adopting the Trump policies on energy. In other words, the ones that worked, they're not going to do it. And you know what that means? They don't give a. They care more about their rigid, radical, socialist new green deal climate change ideology than they do about we the american people because real americans are now really feeling the impact and they're really suffering and they're getting a little sick and tired of being scolded at scolded and lectured to uh by everybody that works with biden you watch they're not going to change but there will be consequences in a year the american people will vote them out that's almost a done deal You'd think that low approval ratings might wake up some people in the Biden White House that maybe what they're doing isn't working. But no, don't expect that to happen. Um, apparently, the White House chief of staff, Ron Klain, has a reason for Joe Biden's collapsing poll numbers. In an interview that he gave over at NBC over the weekend, he actually attributed the numbers that are so low uh, because of the Biden administration inheriting problems from a predecessor in my opinion it was a rough and tough year we're in a year-long effort to dig out of the holes that were left uh by the previous administration i understand voters are tired americans are tired of no none of this is donald trump's fault and i know terry mcauliffe tried hard to make the election in virginia about donald trump donald trump whether you like his personality or style doesn't matter his policies worked China respected 
Russia respected, Iran respected, North Korea respected Donald Trump. They believed him. They, they, if he said he would do something, they, they believed he'd do it. There's no fear. As a matter of fact, the communist Chinese are mocking Joe Biden. The only good news that seems to be emerging, because the White House can't name a single thing that they can do to lower gas prices. We know the disaster at the border. We know the disaster in Afghanistan. We know the disaster that is inflation. Is there seems to be reticence now building. It's not just Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. Um, Nancy Pelosi, right after the election, tried to race through uh, and get this new this build back better new green deal socialism done but there are enough democrats that see the handwriting is on the wall and it's a political disaster a wharton school review last week found that it has 470 billion dollars a 470 billion dollar funding hole which is more than you know 25 percent of the official price tag that they were working with which is 1.75 billion And I think what you're going to see now is more and more Democrats saying, I want no part of this. It's not working. And they're hearing it at home. Imagine if Joe Biden didn't have the mainstream media mob propping him up every day. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, 
all things popular culture. culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. Listen, any the, the strategy of blaming Trump for everything that Biden has done is just not going to work. And we I mean, you can't get any more anecdotal evidence than Terry McAuliffe. I mean, this is the last ad. Remember, in the Yunkin campaign, it was Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. That was all said by Terry McAuliffe. So Ron Klain trying to blame every problem that was preventable that they caused and this adherence to New Green Deal, socialist radicalism and, and climate change radicalism, because it is radicalism. They, they have bought into this notion, and he said it as a candidate, that, yeah, even if it means paying higher prices for energy, he's all for it. What, what difference does it make? Can somebody in the Biden administration explain this? Whether or not, because they're begging OPEC to produce more oil. What difference does it make to the planet if you extract the oil in the Middle East or you extract it here in the United States? What difference does that make? You know, why would if we have more natural gas available to us, why would we give a waiver to Putin? And why wouldn't we put Americans to work with these high paying career jobs and why wouldn't we be the ones supplying our Western European allies? Because as a result of that one decision, not only is Biden making Russia rich again, but he's also taking our allies and pushing them right into the arms of a hostile regime and a hostile nation. And I'm sure, you know, it's going to result in probably more business deals and maybe breaks up the alliance or certainly weakens the alliance that we've had. And, you know, this whole even one Democrat, Connor Lamb is his name from Pennsylvania, admitted Democrat spending plans were so, quote, adventurous, his words, that taxing the wealthy would not be enough and the middle class would have to shoulder the burden. And he made the comments at a virtual meet and greet with Democrats last week. He said, quote, if we want to propose a lot of new spending and adventurous new government programs in our party, well, we have to have the confidence to ask the middle class and people like that to contribute to it and i think that we're missing that's what we're missing right now what do you think they're doing to the average person you know i i know everybody understands paying more for gasoline everybody understands paying more at the grocery store everybody understands supply chain issues in spite of joe biden suggesting that we don't understand it but Maybe it gets a little more complicated when you start talking about inflation, because what inflation means is the money you have or make does not go as far because you're paying more for everything else. For example, even if you get an an increase in, in salary, it's all wiped out because all of that money would then go towards Quote, everything else being higher, inflated. It will damage people's savings. And the case of some people, 
you know, they're not going to be able to heat their homes at the temperature that they probably would like to heat it at. You know, the high you hear about people, for example, now, you know, the, the call it now it has become a luxury to buy a steak. It is going to impact everybody in every aspect of our life. And it prevents people from getting ahead and saving for retirement, saving for a rainy day. And by the way, nearly half of voters now say Biden is far worse a president than they even expected. Most, oh, nearly two thirds, don't want him to run again. And Biden's only answer to that is, you know, talking about supply issues during local interviews and suggesting that people had anxiety because of coronavirus and surging gas prices. He's the one that's causing the surging gas prices. Jennifer Graham, what what is your answer to to producing more energy? (laughs) It's run by a cartel. The cartel's called OPEC. There's nothing we can do. Yes, there is. We have more natural resources than they do. You know, and, you know, the idea, all right, so they're suggesting draining the strategic petroleum reserves. That, at best, is a short-term answer. And, by the way, not a smart thing to do anyway. So, you know, Buddha judges convinced there's no supply chain crisis at all, that our supply chain is moving more goods now than ever. What world is he living in? You know, the, the great mayor from South Bend, Indiana, with all that, Incredible experience. Then goes on to say, our supply chain is moving more goods than ever. No, it's not. Yeah, I have these boats with filled with cargo that can't get ashore at all. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, it's it's really crazy. Anyway, eight hundred nine four one. Sean is our our number if you want to be a part of the program. Um, but, well, Walmart, by the way, is is using fully driverless. Delivery trucks. You know, stores like Walmart, Costco, Target. I love all those stores. They're great. Um, Because you get everything you want and you get it at the best price. But they're now having to pay more to bring all their items in, even hiring their own cargo planes. If they can't get the goods delivered in time, they don't want empty shelves and they don't want to they don't want to disappoint their customers. You know, so. Look, the longer they stay out of touch with this, it's fine. But Biden joking about a second term amid his tanking approval ratings. Just keep at it, Joe. There was an interesting article. I think I saw it on Breitbart. um, How our Western European allies are literally, they use the word captives of Russia. European energy prices soar as Putin holds back gas supplies. Why? Because we've given them a monopoly. We ought to be producing our own natural gas and figuring out cheaper and cheaper ways to get it to our allies in Western Europe. You know, if you want to, if you look at the American Tax Foundation, they put up on their website a 50 state list of of top tax rates under the Democratic bill. In other words, this would be the combined federal and state top marginal income taxes for every state under this Democratic bill. And they put it on their website, Tax Foundation. If you want to go to it, we'll put a link to it on Hannity.com. For example, New York, dopey me, uh, 66.2%. That means 66.2% of every dollar, cents of every dollar, goes to the government in some way, shape, manner, or form. California's second, 64.7. New Jersey's third, 63.2. 
But <clears throat> every state is above 50. And you might be asking, well, why is every state above 50? Like Wyoming and Washington and Texas and Tennessee and South Dakota and Nevada and Florida and Alaska, they're all 51.4%. Why? Because that's the lowest possible based on how much the federal government is taking. You know, they, they literally, it, it now represents the United States as the highest, having the highest tax rates in the developed world and all 50 states with a combined federal state tax rate higher than 50%. How much more of this are the American people willing to take? At what point do we go back to the principles of limited government, less regulation, lower taxes, energy independence, secure borders? The agenda for the Republicans, it's actually pretty simple. Be the party that looks out for the forgotten men and women that make this country great. Be the party of, of capitalism. Be the party of liberty and freedom and our Constitution. Be the party of limited government, less burdensome regulation, lower taxes. Be the party of law and order so everybody can pursue happiness in, in peace and safety. Be the party of school choice so that parents can give their kids a quality education. Be the party, and this is not hard to do, be the party that advocates free market solutions like healthcare cooperatives instead of top-down Obamacare, government-run healthcare, because the government doesn't run anything well. Government bankrupted Social Security and Medicare. The government ruined our school system. The government can't keep you safe and secure in your town or city in, in many blue states and blue cities across this country. They're the party of dismantle and defund the police. Be the party of secure borders. Be the party of energy independence. Be the party that negotiates free and fair trade deals. Be the party that believes in a strong national defense and peace through strength. Outside of that, constitutionalists on the bench, I think we've got it covered. It's not hard to articulate. And why more Republicans don't do that, I don't know. You know, you've got now... Would you like to make another point, Linda? Go ahead. I'd, li I'd like to make a brief point. It's a little bit more aggressive than what you're saying. I hope you don't mind. I just want to preface it with that. It's not egregious, just a little more aggressive, which is that we need to primary every rhino. Take this opportunity. Look at how your Republican representatives voted. And you rhino them out. They got to go. They got to go yesterday. We're never going to get term limits because they're never going to put a limitation on themselves. But every single person who voted against you and with the other side is not with us. Just remember that. When you go to vote, there's, there's been two recent incidents where and, and I've often said this, that Donald Trump gave the Republican Party for the first time a backbone, although Newt Gingrich did a great job when he was Speaker of the House. He had five incredible years. He even balanced the budget for a number of years. We haven't done that since. Um, if your candidates don't believe in these simple principles and show a willingness to fight for them, look for a better candidate or maybe run yourself. Maybe that's what I should do. What do you think? Should I run for office? I think you should run for office. I'll run your campaign. You could be the next Ed Durr. <laughs> what do you think? We'll put five grand in. We'll go yeah. out. And we'll go. In fact, maybe you what, run what, against. What office am I, am I running Chucky for? Chucky Schumer. Five grand? Let's run oh, against you want Chucky. Me to run in New York against Chuck Schumer. Of course. Schumer. You're already paying it's, the taxes. It is mathematically impossible to win. Listen. California 
and New, and New York, I think, are just gone completely. I'm just, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I really believe in my heart that if people had a choice between Chucky Schumer, and now we've seen how Chucky dances, right? We've seen him maskless dancing. Mm-hmm. He's wildly offensive. It's just inappropriate on so many levels. So you run against Chucky Schumer to be a thing of beauty. Never do it. I can't win. How about you do an MMA about, rematch you know, the with New him? New Jersey we'll Governor Phil Murphy, who barely survived this election, he actually he called survive. Edward Durr, the truck driver guy, uh, that that beat the New Jersey Senate president, a dangerous guy. And, and, he, and he's like citing some obscure social media post. I don't know what it said or what it didn't say, but he's just calling him dangerous. Um, I do not welcome this in any way, shape, manner, or form. This guy barely won. This is he the same guy like, whose campaign manager exposed him, right? That he was lying to the entire state? Here's but where Ed I take some hope. Listen, this is the guy that, you know, Project Veritas, who we were talking about earlier, uh, people around him saying that he's, I'm not going to tell anybody now, but I'll tell him after. So, like, tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility after the election. Yeah, don't tell anybody. We're going to have a vaccine mandate, but after the election. I love how arrogant they are that they think that they can just hide things from the American people. By the way, the White House actually told businesses to ignore the Fifth Circuit ruling. Uh, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, considered one of the most you know, fair appellate courts in the country, uh, stop the vaccine mandate requirements, and the White House's answer to that is to tell businesses to ignore the federal court order. Now, do you, if I ever told people to break the law, if I ever aided and abetted law-breaking like Joe Biden is on the border, what do you think would happen to me? I don't even think you'd have enough money. You wouldn't be able to raise enough money to get me out of jail. It's unbelievable. Um, by a four-to-one margin, voters are rejecting Biden's $450,000 payouts to people that didn't respect our laws, borders, and sovereignty. You know, I don't know what's worth the fact that Joe supports it, is advocating for it, or the fact that he didn't know his own policy when he was first asked about it. This is, this by its very definition is insanity. Biden is sending letters to illegal immigrants um, that he caught and released, threatening to deport them. Does that make any sense? Because remember, they didn't give people court dates where they had to show up. They gave them requests. We request that you show up. Epic Times is saying that the Biden administration is now sending notices to tens of thousands of illegal immigrants who were released into the U.S. with their help without being given a date to appear in court. They're mailing charging documents to place non-citizens in removal proceedings who have been paroled and released under prosecutorial discretion. Oh, meanwhile, it was Joe Biden that processed them and allowed them into the country illegally and then dispersed them. And gave him preferential treatment, no COVID test, no vaccine mandate. And now, in some cases, we're going to pay people that didn't respect our laws $450,000. Wow. We are very, we can be a very stupid country. This country is being led by very, very dumb people. It's unbelievable. We're going right over the cliff. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 